Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. Awesome. Welcome to Life's Middle Moments. My name is Bree. I'm 26. I'm the daughter half of this mother-daughter podcast. Hello. My name is Sheila. I'm 51, and I am the mother half of this mother-daughter podcast. So this week, um, something that we have been talking about has come from the recent passing of my parents' loved ones, a few of their long-term friends. So, and, you know, really people that they consider family and long-term friends' family. So sort of some extended losses, but I think they have hit just the same. And they've really affected both of my parents greatly. And it has just caused some different perspectives and some different thought processes regarding how we live our life and how we live life with others and how we treat others. And I think we're really just thinking about the big picture now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like we go through our daily lives and to a degree, I think some things just become mundane and especially if you're in a relationship and, you know, specifically a long-term relationship Um, whether it be even just a a partner, a spouse, um, or parents or your children, I I just feel like that we all hit a a point in our lives where it just, not that we're taking the other person for granted or the people around us for granted. I think we just, um, always, um, I think we just always feel like they'll be there forever, you know, mm-hmm. whenever something comes up that we need them, that they'll be there. And even the small things that we may nitpick about each other or find annoying, those are things that I feel like, you know, the more that me and your dad have talked since losing some of our, our friends recently and, you know, three different situations and three, three different, uh, you know, um, families. And, um, and in fact, um, feel like to a degree that each of those um, three families impacted didn't really know each other very well. Um, Maybe just, you know, acquaintances, but it's just, you know, the, the realization of what happens when you lose someone like that. And they were all around our ages, you know, in their fifties and, you know, you just start to realize that that's still a pretty young age and, um, so yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of, uh, deep conversations and some really some soul searching and, um, just, a a newfound, um, awareness of each other and appreciation for each other mm-hmm. and kind of started talking through some of the things we didn't realize we would miss <laughs> if the other person's not there. Yeah. It sounds cliche, but it's so true. We get caught up every day in our everyday lives and don't think about the little things that might really just throw us over the edge and cause a huge argument. Like you never do the dishes or you always just put them right next to the sink and not in the sink. And then it might be those little moments that we're really missing later. Exactly. Exactly. And I think when you put it into perspective and when you see, you know, some of your closest friends going through situations where they've lost their spouse and they still have, you know, so many years in front of them that they, you know, they're facing the possibility of now living those, those days alone. And they've spent, you know, more than a decade with, with someone that, um, you know, that they, they had to, um, you know, come home to and, um, confide in and build dreams with, you know, um, um, you know, to create goals and travel with, and so many, I could go on and on because there's, there's so many things that you do, um, when, when you have a partner and, you know, I, I always, go back to the fact that my mom was so young when my dad died, she was 39. He was 42. Um, when he got cancer, you know, that was the worst year of our lives because just watching her go through 
um, what she did in trying to um, support him and be there and, and, and I'm sure close to the end, realizing that she was losing him and what would her life mean after that? And, and how long do you go um, before you try to find happiness again? Or do you ever find happiness again? And then you walk through the house that you've shared for so many years and their clothes are still hanging in the closet. Their shoes are still by the door. Um, you know, their keys are still hanging on the, on the key hook. Um, you know, you, you, there's their watch and their ring and, you know, there's just so many things. And, you know, and I was, you know, jokingly okay. as me and your dad were talking about it this weekend you know, I said, well, you know, I know, I know some things you wouldn't miss if something happened to me. Um, you definitely wouldn't miss all the hairspray stuck on the bathroom floor or <laughs> all the hair clogging up the bathroom sink. And he said, you know, to be honest with you, I actually would because that's become part of my life. Like those are things that are part of the person that you love, the person you're committed to and the person that you think you're going to grow old with and you think that they'll always be there and then illnesses happen or accidents and all of a sudden you're they're gone and you have to figure out what does your life look like after that and the nights have got to be the worst I can't even imagine going and laying down in the bed that that it's just now it's you. And, you know, again, it makes, it may, makes me just feel so much more appreciative for the fact that if there are nights that your that your partner is snoring so loud that you have to get up and go to another room or one of you is way too hot or way too cold and, um, or like you said earlier, it's an argument. You're, you've decided to, you know, put, put yourselves in separate bedrooms or locations for the night. And, you know, you just don't, you don't think about it as being permanent when all of that's happening. But when you think, when you put your mind into a place where that could be your permanent reality, that's um it just breaks my heart to yeah. you know to to feel what these people are feeling who are losing um you know their loved one at such a young age and and it can happen at any point you know 20s 30s mm -hmm. 70s 80s it really doesn't you know in fact it's like what age is too hard you know you've lived so long with someone or you feel um, jaded because you only got so many, you know, you just got a few years, right. you know? So it's like, which end of the spectrum? It's a lose lose. Well, it's mm -hmm. hard because you know that the person who just lost someone that they've been living with, whether it's a spouse or a parent or whomever that they're going through so many firsts daily with things that they didn't even realize they would miss, like you were saying. And I just, I do feel so it's just so heart-wrenching to think about like the silence and just the little things that the little reminders like you said if you're coming home and there's things left out and it's something that might have been annoying to you before but now you just want to cry because they're not there to put it away or they're not there for you to give a hard time to mm -hmm. I don't I really don't think about that when I <clears throat> think of someone losing someone close to them you know we just think oh they're grieving because they missed that person but they have to go through all these little things mm -hmm. to just come back to their normal life exactly yeah you know I, I remember when my mom went through that and I want to say it was like somewhere around a year before she even had the 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 mindset to make the decision to go ahead and get rid of my dad's clothes. And, um, you know, so she, she sought out family members and people she knew that might want, you know, might want them or need them. Um, and then eventually she was able to, you know, for the most part, um, go ahead and get rid of it. And, 
And that was, that was tough. That was hard for her. And, you know, and then there's, there's the, the things that you pass on to your children or grandchildren or, um, or your, your spouse that's left. And, you know, so there's, like you said, I mean, there can be reminders. I, just like now, I still have things in here in the closet from when my dad passed away and I was 16 years old. And there were times that during, you know, my years of marriage with your dad, that uh, my dad had this wooden uh, key holder, ring holder, change holder, uh, sitting across the chest in my parents' bedroom. And it had been there forever. And I remember uh, my mom was going to get rid of it. And I said, I, I want that. I'll take it. You know, because it was just such a reminder to me of all the all the nights or days that I would see him come in and put his keys down and his ring and his change and his wallet and everything. And then, so I took it and then your dad used it for years. And so then it was, you know, I got to see him use it. And I think it's little things like that, that you either, you either hold on to them because they bring you comfort or at some point you may have, to get rid of them because they still just continue to bring you pain. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, I look around and I think about, and me and your dad, we were talking through this the other night, him and I both have, have a touch on every room in this house. So if something were to happen, we would go through every one of these rooms and it's like, it's like you couldn't get away, <laughs> you know, the, the, the person and the memory and everything is there. And, and I do feel like that's why grieving can take such a toll on you and it can, and it can last for so long. Um, yeah. You know, I remember years after my dad passed, my mom rented her house out, their house out, and eventually she moved back in to the house, and she lived there another few years, and then decided to, to sell it, and we actually just drove by it uh, one day last week, and she still has so many memories in that house, and she can't drive by that house, to, even to this day, 30 years later, she can't drive by that house without feeling like she should have hung on to it, you mm. know? And it's like, no, I mean, things happen as they're supposed to, but what a, what a hard decision. Yeah. Like that would have to be. I couldn't even imagine. That's really hard. Yeah. And, you know, like you were talking about too, it's even like with your, you know, with friends and, and, people around you and 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 what if if you're the one who passes it's like what what have you left behind you know what kind of memory mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah thinking when my friend Sophia passed it was so hard on every single person that she knew or even met in a brief moment because she was just so wonderful and everyone was just gushing like she just stories on and on and on about how funny she was and how sweet she was and one time she did this awesome kind amazing crazy thing and it just like these conversations could have gone on for days and just the showering of like love for her and it really had me thinking I don't know it just kind of smacked me like nobody had a single bad thing to say about her and from my personal relationship with her I can't think of a single moment where I was upset with her enough to like tell somebody else or talk bad about her or anything and I was thinking wow what are people gonna say when I die because I am not as wonderful crazy amazing as she is I know I have things I have done things and said things mm -hmm. that I'm not proud of and I'm still continuing to do that but it really does ever since then it has really just stuck with me like what am I leaving behind on other people and people always say that you know 
Like, you're going to leave behind your legacy. But I think when we stop to think about the memories that people will share with us and how they will truly feel, not just sharing the memory to be nice, how will people truly feel about you and like your essence and of who you are now that you're gone? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we leaving? Right. What kind of impact did that person, what kind of impact did we make on all the people around us or anyone we came in contact with? Yeah. And I, I have to come to terms with too, that there's no way to leave everyone you've met feeling better than when you met them, because we're going to be jerks sometimes. And there's just some things you can't make up for, you know, some mistakes you can't make up for in your life. But remembering that like trying to keep that at the forefront could just be could make such a huge difference for when you Mm -hmm. pass too and (laughs) I think about like the difference between if a grumpy old man leaves and then you're cleaning out you know your grandfather whoever's house and you're like gosh he was always so grumpy would he even want this like (laughs) I don't even know you know it kind of just changes the tone Mm -hmm. that you have left on people's memory and I don't yeah. know. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny that, that we're talking about that because um, your grandma and I just talked about that the other day. And, you know, she made a really good point about when thing, when people do things to upset you and, you know, you, you feel like that in the moment that it's, you know, that it's so, Uh, such a terrible thing and you're feeling so much hurt and pain. Um, And then, you know, then if they turn around in a few weeks and they, they need you, they reach out, are, are we better off to just let them reach out and, and, and help them if we can, because what are we leaving behind? You know, would we, Mm -hmm. if something were to happen, wouldn't that be what we would want to leave that we've helped someone even if even even despite how they might have at some point in your life they might have offended you or hurt you or hurt your feelings or whatever the situation but it's kind of like that uh don't burn bridges but you know even Mm -hmm. to a, a deeper level of be kind, be kind to people Mm -hmm. and let that be your last conversation or the last, the last interaction. I, I agree with partially because the last part that you said, like, oh gosh. Oh, the last conversation with them. I feel like we still have to set boundaries because that could be really extreme also if you have set your boundary and you're not gonna help this person they just keep burning you but you still have to be a good person when you set those boundaries like Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I can't but I will do xyz or you know kind of meet in the middle and I 100% agree with not just turning our back on people and saying no forget you you've wronged me once and I don't like I can't or whatever but mm-hmm. we also can't just be like, okay, okay. Like, I don't, I don't want people to be like, gosh, she was such a doormat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And it's funny because I did, I did mention some of that too. Like we, we uh, allow people to treat us the way that they treat us basically. And yeah. that at a certain point, if someone is, is, is toxic you need to remove that person from your life anyway. It doesn't mean you have to spew hateful things about them or, you know, spread negativity or you know, if someone else is able to have a relationship with that person and it's mm-hmm. a good, healthy relationship, that's fine. If yours is not, there are times that you just need to end the relationship and walk away. But, but to, to your point, you know, it's, it is, it's about um, knowing um, how much is okay to give back to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think, I think if you see that someone is, is, um, learning, uh, from their mistakes or they're, you know, genuinely apologetic and, um, it's not a pattern of situations, um, then I, I, I agree. I think, 
I think that Mm -hmm. there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with um, having a situation happen and moving forward from it on good terms with someone or, you know, stepping in and helping them or allowing them to help you. Like how big is it? How much of our lives is this worth? Because we might lose this person and then we might regret being so petty or I 100% of the time, I'm sure that we would say that was so not worth it. No matter how big it was when that person is no longer here, I really feel like we all would just rather have not fought with them. Uh But it's, it's kind of a balancing act. You have to make yourself happy in the, in this lifetime and respect yourself also. But then we want to think about if, if they're gone in a moment, did we miss out on years that we could have had with them? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Did we put too much time and distance Mm -hmm. that it, uh, you know, it, it, in the end, was it something that really mattered enough to to Mm -hmm. completely lose that person? Because ultimately you've lost them before they're gone. And then in some cases, people, you know, hurt and grieve when they lose them, you know, in infant, you know, in their final moments. And it's too late at that point to, you know, to get anything, to get any of that time or Mm -hmm. anything back. I think that's a good reminder to never leave anything unsaid, whether that's apologizing and trying to build new bridges with this person, or if it's setting boundaries and stepping back and saying, I love you, but I need to love you in this way, which is different because we don't, we don't also want to be carrying that burden for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. We had just stepped up to say whatever it was that we needed to say. I agree 100% that that is one of the things that can really just uh, haunt you and tear you apart for the rest of your life. If you feel like that there was something left unsaid Mm -hmm. and, and the, you know, the thing is um, things are still going to happen and people are going to suddenly be taken from us. And you know, so we're not always going to have that last phone call or that last day to spend with that person or that moment. We're just not all going to get going to be granted that. And Mm -hmm. I think that if we make a conscious decision, you know, going forward to just be more aware of it, um, that any moment could, you know, could be the last. And, um, you know, just do what you can do, um, should anything ever happen. And, and hopefully nothing ever will. I mean, I I hope, I hope we're all here for a very, very, very long time. But the reality (laughs) of that is, um, what is that they say? There's, there's, um, two things you can count on in life, like taxes and death or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's the ultimate part of living is, um, is someday we'll all die. Our Mm -hmm. time will be here. And, you know, and, and the other thing too is I, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about too is, um, just in, just in a grand scheme of things, what kind of life am I living? So, you know, if something were to happen to me, was I, was I living life to the fullest? Was I trying to keep a positive outlook or was I, was I allowing negativity to bring me down or was, um, you know, like, like how am I spending my life mm-hmm. and is, am I making an impact on people? Um, am I doing the things that I enjoy? You know, I mean, just yeah. all the things that, we don't know how much time we have. So how are we living while we're here? You know, people always say life is short, but really life is so long. And I don't want to spend the longest thing that I will ever do being unhappy. And I don't want to spend a second of it doing anything that I don't want to do. And I get so passionate about where my time goes just the other night. 
things work and like oh did you submit your hours to get this day off and I was like no they aren't due till the sixth and they were like no they were due like you like you can't you're not gonna have that day off if you didn't submit them and she was just like oh I'm so sorry and I cried because Mm. I did the work and like I had already had it in my mind that that was like my last day you know before officially starting work and everything and as minuscule as it really is in the grand scheme of things it felt so big because this is my life and I just get really caught up in like I cannot waste and not that it would be wasting being at work but wasting in the fact that like am I going to be happy doing this when I already did the work and like (laughs) I just was so torn with like but I had these other things in mind that I needed to do in my room and all like I don't know it just really hit me Uh that I just like am so careful with my time and I get mad when <laughs> it doesn't get spent the way that I was like planning <laughs> to. So I think about that a lot too. Like how am I spending my life if I'm getting outrageously mad about something really dumb? And after I've had my freak out, I have to think, okay, I cannot be spending this time doing that. Like what what else could I be doing right now that would make me happier? Yes, I know. And we can get so wrapped up in it. And it can just consume hours, days, or weeks of our lives of just, you know, with this thing hovering over us. And I think that is so true. We've got to um, consciously make sure that we are treating our time as precious as it really, truly is. Yeah. And make sure, you know, if you've got, if you've got loved ones sitting around you or nearby you know, don't, don't spend your time wrapped up in something else or, or someone else or drama or stress or whatever um, else it is, you know, try to, um, while, while you still have an opportunity, um, spend time with, with that person or the people near to you Mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure that you're making every minute count and just, you know, and if, and if making it, and if happiness is from a television show or TikTok mm-hmm. or, you know, that's, that's fine too. I, I definitely, you know, wouldn't put any kind of criteria around how you spend your time Yeah. because, you know, I know mine is sometimes <laughs> spent very frivolously. Um, over <laughs> <Yes. stuff. laughs> the happiest um, times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, TikTok, but, um, you know, or big brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there are things that, but the, if that still brings me joy and relaxation or whatever, you know, but, um, but also, you know, just when, you know, one thing I've found is when you bring, you know, when I bring stress home, um, or when I'm carrying it around, I'm, I'm not the only one carrying it. The people mm-hmm. who love me are carrying it too. And that's something I've got to start making myself aware of and, um, you know, just have the, the people around me, you know, help hold me accountable to it. Don't let that be my home time, you know? Yeah. I mean, when we think about some of our favorite people who have passed, we always like our favorite people are the people who brought joy into our lives just for living life and being themselves and trying to be their best self I don't think we ever say wow they worked so much like oh they Mm. went to work all the time like oh my gosh I'm just gonna miss them like we Mm -hmm. we work you know or they don't (laughs) yeah they came in early every single no they're like they were so funny or they were always there when I needed them or they were free to be vulnerable and that made me feel vulnerable and that was such a good moment that we had this one time Uh I think sometimes what we put as a stressor on ourselves I know me especially is not what I will miss when I'm in the afterlife I will never wish that I had been more stressed out or had done more things that I felt obligated to do instead of the things that I really wanted to do Uh and I don't think that's what Jonathan would miss either you know yeah, or that you spent time with um, 
with, you know, it, you made choices to spend time away from your loved ones when, you know, you should have been, it should have been the opposite. You should have been making mm-hmm. time and then, and in ensuring that, you know, um, you, you all, you know, you have, you have certain, uh, you have a certain obligation for, um, your livelihood and, um, we all have bills and, um, mm-hmm. you know, car payments or whatever, um, is our, um, responsibility. But so we, so we have to go to work every day, but it's, you know, we really have to find some kind of a balance that doesn't, um, you know, the, the job is still going to be there long after you're gone mm-hmm. there. They'll, I mean, they will have to replace you. They will have to, um, find someone to, to fill that role because the job will still have to go on. And, but what about your family? Your family's yeah. going to have a permanent hole in what they knew. And, and they just lost someone that, that they, love dearly and can't replace and you just want to make sure that the time that you're spending is dedicated to them Mm -hmm. and you know beyond beyond anything you have to do in order to earn a living and provide for your family and that's and that's hard that's really hard thing to do I struggle with it myself um it's you know, you, there's always so much to do. Um, you always feel like you, you never really get done and it, it just goes over to the next day and the next week. And it, I mean, it will forever be ongoing, but, um, you know, I mean, just like recently when you, when you made it into town, I am so grateful to have taken off a few days and spent, you know, spent that time with you since we don't see you in person ever. (laughs) Yeah. Once a year. Twice a year was, (laughs) is our, is typically like our, uh, we think, we think is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, so if we get more time than that, we just, you know, that's just like icing on the cake, but really, I mean, that's, that's the important thing right there is your family and your loved ones and your friends and the people that you know would be there for you at the drop of a hat and will be there with you um, if it's a situation that you are battling an illness and you are on your deathbed think about the people that are going to be standing there around you and that's who you need to be devoting your time to mm-hmm. and and we all need to remember that I need to remember that mm-hmm. I've got to start making that um, as as part of a my priority and, and really, you know, finding the balance that, that we all uh, try to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we take life so seriously and it's really just kind of silly because what is there when we're gone? Nothing Mm -hmm. for us (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. afterlife, whatever you believe that is, but then like, we can't take any of this with, I'm just thinking about when I'm driving and I get really mad because I missed the turn and now I'm going to be late or somebody else is making me late. And just the stupid times that I get so frustrated and I take life so seriously, like it's not that serious. And I, I just, why am I putting so much pressure on everybody else and everything when I can't take any of that stuff with me and I don't want to, you know, but mm-hmm. I think there's so many different facets to losing someone. There's like what we think about ourselves when, or, you know, how we think we'll leave this earth. And then there's grieving those who have left us and realizing, wow, we shouldn't have picked that tiny fight because now I wish they were here to pick a fight with them or because I lost out on time with them. And then there's like, well, I guess there's just two. <laughs> okay there's two facets there's us and there's them <laughs> I guess in my brain this just seems like such a big web of all of the things to consider and you've got me down like a deep hole now in contemplating all of this well yeah and I think you know that's why I, I really do enjoy our talks and I enjoy, I enjoy this podcast that we've 
that we've created because honestly, for me, this is, this is therapy. I mean, just talking through Mm -hmm. this stuff and already like, you know, 50 things have popped into my head of things I could have done so differently over the last few weeks and that I need to be reminded and, and I'm glad that I've been reminded with Mm -hmm. enough time to be able to, you know, make the changes that, that I need to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, and and there's days that it's going to be hard and, you know, you may have uh, deadlines at work that are, you know, keeping you uh, on the clock longer than you thought you were going to have to, Um, you know, or there may be, um, you know, situations that are happening in in your life and financially, maybe there's something that's going on, or maybe you just physically don't feel well and that's draining you and pulling you down. And that's making it hard to have that quality time with people that you really need to have. So there's going to be times you can't, you can't be perfect and you can't, it can't be every day. It's just, mm-hmm. we just have to be aware of it and make a conscious effort to, you know, ensure that that's what we're trying to do is make sure we're, um, you know, spending the time with people we need to and um, enjoying life. And, you know, leaving, leaving great memories behind if something were, hap- were to happen to us and, and then creating memories with someone that, yeah, it's going to be hard when they're gone and you're going to grieve and you're going to grieve hard and you're going to have, you're going to have moments that you don't even know if you can pull through because you miss that person so much and they were such a huge part of your life. But that's also an amazing thing because if that person was that much a part of your life and, and if, if you're, if they've created that much of a, a, you know, of a hole and, and you're hurting that hard, that's, I mean, that's a good thing that that person gave you that Mm -hmm. they gave you something to miss. And that's what I think we all need to think about. Are we giving enough that it's going to be something that people will genuinely miss when you're gone? Yeah. Not feel like they missed out on things, but they're just missing you for all of the things that you've done together. I think that's a really great message. Before we ended, I wanted to share something that, is serious but not so serious that I learned about a while back. It's called the Swedish death cleaning method. Have you heard about this? I have not. So there, you know, when Marie Kondo was really big in the Marie Kondo method, everybody during COVID was during the lockdowns was, you know, tidying their home and everything. She's the tidy um, lady. And her method is you keep anything that brings joy But the Swedish death cleaning method is prepping your space for when you pass so that it's easier on your loved ones. So there's this whole book about the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning, where it helps you really purge all of the things that you don't need and just things, the junk. And then you prepare a box, like a death box that you can keep in the back of your closet And you specifically have set aside these items to be given to people when you pass. So you can actually write notes and say like, so-and-so is going to have this ring and you can write them a letter or whatever it is. And it can be however you want, but then your loved one doesn't have to come in and like go through every piece of jewelry and every piece of clothing and decide like, Oh, did this mean a lot to them or did it not? Who would they want to have it? It kind of takes that pressure off of Mm -hmm. your spouse or whoever you live with. So I have, since I've like read, it was just an article that I read, but I was thinking about getting the book because I can be a bit of a hoarder and I can be very messy. So should something happen to me, Jonathan 
is in for a few days of going through <laughs> all of oh, my yeah. oh your dad's in for a few years <laughs> yeah, I'm sure once we move into our house the days will just add on the more that we fill the house but I thought that was a really great idea and I think that could ease some stress because I have stress too about like how I'm leaving things mm-hmm. like if I were to pass right now Oh my God. I don't want anybody coming into this apartment and seeing <laughs> anything that's going on right now. Like I yes, would be so embarrassed, but, I'm, but I wouldn't be embarrassed. I'm dead, but I think I would be embarrassed and I just yeah. would feel bad for whoever has to come in and do that. So such a good idea. point. I love that. Definitely something I want to start when mm-hmm. we move into our house. Yeah, at least the box part, maybe not the cleaning. That's kind of a lot. But if you have like specific (laughs) items that you know, for sure are sentimental to you, I think that's a great idea to just go ahead and set them aside. And then you might keep the box and move it around for 20 years, which would be awesome. Well, I love that because you hit on something so important. How do you know if if this one thing meant something to that person or not, you know, on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. And, and if you think about it, yeah, you know, we're close to our spouse and, you know, or the, the people or person that we live with. But we're always going to have those things that they may not ever really know or pick up on because yeah. maybe there's just that one book that you pick up and read when you're the only one there or... Um, you know, I mean, just that one, that one piece of jewelry that you get out for just those special occasions or whatever it is, or just a feeling that you, you know, and, and then there's other stuff that it's just an accumulation over years that don't mean anything at all. It's just things you found at the thrift store and, you just, you know, it was cheap and you bought it. Right. And <laughs> like, but they I'm kept it, so maybe they want it. Like, it must be yeah. important. Like, it's not. I mean, I'm thinking about all my clothes and stuff like that. Yes. It's like, really, just throw them out. I'm good, you know? I know. I'm thinking about this ring that I wear literally every day, but it makes my finger green. I don't want him giving that to anyone. I don't know why I wear it. <laughs> it's not, it's not oh. special. So, right. I would not want him being like, here, Mary, brave. Brie would want you to have this ring. Like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. She would want your finger to be green as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you have to go out and wear it. But also, yes. like, there's things that I have that I think about people when I have them. And so yeah. I would love to be able to say, whatever you do with this is your choice, but I want you to have it. And it's yeah, really because right, like, why? What if there's a reason that you wear a certain ring or piece of jewelry or a a shirt every Tuesday you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. what if there's a reason or a thing or what if there's a thing that you do that um on a certain day of the year and you know in memory of someone that you've lost and you you just want to tell them that and they can continue to do something if they want or you know I I mean yeah it's kind of like writing a will but less legal (laughs) Right, right. And more personal, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I yeah. love that. I, I love it. You know, it's like, I, I think I've mentioned um, on here before when I've shared stories with, uh, of my dad, but, you know, that he had this old briefcase that was like from the 60s or 70s, black hard case briefcase that he had, um, he had typed up all these stories. And that is one of those things that, yeah, it could have easily have just been something that would have, you know, my mom would have tossed out, you know, years ago or whatever, because uh, it's just all this, you know, uh, mishmash of pay- pages of stuff or whatever. But it's even the little things sometimes that I come across of his with his handwriting. Yeah. You know? And it's like, um, you know, and that's like, and it's, oh, speaking of that, that's one of the things that your dad was saying. He said, you know, if something happens to me, I think the kids will be surprised at all the cards that I kept that they gave me or all the special little things that they wrote to me and I kept them. I think that will surprise them most because he's not a sentimental person, you know, I am shocked to hear this. Yes. Yes. And I said, Oh, that's true. Like it, it'll be, you know, just certain things. So 
in a way, those are kind of the things that you could put together in a box mm-hmm. that your family could then pull out mm-hmm. and go through and it's all right there together. <laughs> they're not, you know, finding it, you know, months down the road as yeah. they're cleaning out a drawer or something. Right. And I think it would make it easier if, if one were to fully commit to the Swedish death cleaning method, then they could just get rid of everything else they don't want that's not in that box and they wouldn't have to feel bad because you've said this is all that's important to me I don't care and I think that would take a step out of the the grieving process but even just a conversation if I were to just tell Jonathan I really don't care what you do with anything except these things and then no matter what state I've left it in he can Oh, you kind of cut out there for a second. <laughs> if I, I don't know which. Are you there? Yeah. If, okay. if you, yeah, you would just tell him the few things that, that would mean a lot to you or you would want him to right. keep. And then if he wanted someone else to come in and clear the rest, he's not having to deal with that stage. Mm-hmm. And that would be easier in the grieving mm-hmm. process too. And he wouldn't feel all of this pressure on whether he yeah. should keep certain things. And even, you know, I was just thinking about the the cards or the things that your kids or grandkids make for you that you keep. And and how how awesome would it be for it to be in that box and to know they kept it for a specific feeling that it gave them, mm-hmm. not just they they tossed it over in a drawer. You know, yeah, like you've made just it. never throw it away. <laughs> right. It's like purposeful. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Didn't just make it to the junk drawer and nobody ever <laughs> cleared, cleared it from there. Right. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. I can't imagine somebody trying to clean out my junk drawers. Oh, I'm picturing it right now. I, I would not want to. Oh, I wouldn't want to clean mine either. <laughs> I know. I, we've been saying for, for weeks now that we've got um, bathrooms and kitchen drawers that we have got to go through. And, you know, you think about that and somebody having to come in and, you know, I mean, God forbid that something happened to a couple, like to both of like us both at one of time mm-hmm. and someone have to come in here and figure out all this stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, that is, that's something I'm going to, I'm going to take from this conversation is to, um, to just streamline things and make mm-hmm. it a little easier. You yeah. know, I, f- I feel like that's our homework. We have homework this week. Yay, and... we do. <laughs> there's, there's no due date just before your due date. <laughs> I have dark humor also, so I'm sorry and... if that was offensive. Not knowing your due date, you just don't know how quickly you need to be doing yeah. this. So get on it. Get Act on like it. your due date is impending. <laughs> Act like it's soon. Just, to, just. To, I mean, I don't want to come clean out your apartment. Yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you do not want to come clean out my junk drawers in my house, <laughs> my clothes. No. Oh, no. Oh goodness, no. no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that it's good to have a, a little lightness to our conversation too, because it is a deep conversation and it's so serious and it is something a lot of us avoid, you know, even thinking about and, you know, that, that something like this can happen until mm-hmm. it does. And then it's detrimental and we don't know how to, sometimes we don't know how to make it through. Yeah. And if you don't have you know, people close by that you can call at whatever time of the night or um, you can stay with or um, talk to. I mean, it's tough. It is really yeah. tough. And again, I just, you know, just keep praying for our friends that are going through, um, you know, these situations that um, just, they just, it they have to be, oh, unbelievably difficult mm-hmm. and um, you know, and you just never know in losing people close to me. One of the things that I learned through all of that is I never know when something is going to hit me. It can just come from left field and I'm not even prepared for it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I know that, um, you know, they're going to have some, some, 
some really um, difficult roads ahead of them and um, not always going to be prepared or know when something's going to hit them. So, um, you know, if there's, if there's things that we can try to do um, and think about beforehand, I I just, um, yeah, just felt like it was important to just kind of share some of the things that I've had on my mind and on my heart and just in case um, some of the thoughts I've had are, um, can be beneficial to someone else, you know, spend time with your loved ones, make memories, um, you know, make them your priority and um, enjoy life and laugh and love and treat every single moment like it possibly could be your last. And we say it, but we need to, um, we need to embrace that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, I know that was good therapy for both of us. So I'm glad that we could talk about that. And if anyone listening needs someone to talk to, we're always here on our podcast Instagram, but also on our personal pages. And if you personally have our numbers, definitely reach out um, if you ever need to talk. But thank you for listening. And until next week, we will talk to y'all later. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And we will talk soon, Brianna, and tell Jonathan hello. You guys be safe. And we look forward to being able to see you in person again sometime soon. Okay, I will. That sounds good. Tell dad I said hello. Tell him thank you for keeping birthday cards and pictures that I made him. That makes me feel good. (laughs) I will. I will. (laughs) And I will talk to y'all later. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Love Love you. Love you too. Bye. (laughs) Bye.